0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the d one t and 5 for Monday August 8. Let's jump into today's top stories. Maine Athletic Director Ken Ralph has accepted the same post at Southwestern of Division 3 and will depart Orono on August 31. Ralph writing, while it is difficult to leave Maine, I am excited about my new opportunity and a return to the residential liberal arts environment. Maine is fortunate to have an immensely talented coaching staff and a highly trained support staff. The next AD will walk into a situation where they will be well-positioned to meet the challenges of a Division I environment. The Tuscaloosa News' Nick Kelly has obtained football contracts from Alabama which show the Crimson Tide, began signing contracts as early as 2019, with good faith, clauses that allow flexibility in rescheduling non-conference games if there are changes in conference requirements. Tide AD Greg Byrne noting, anytime you do new contracts, you try to do your best to think of the what-if scenarios. You're never going to bat 1,000 at it, but you try to anticipate the best you can and this was language of what-if. Many of the contracts have a clause similar to the following, the team acknowledges the long-term nature of football schedule planning and that conference rules including the requirement to play a minimum number of games each season within their respective conferences, as well as the prospect that conference alignments could change, dictating that a game cannot be played during the season. Accordingly, should this occur, the teams agree to discuss in good faith a future dates for the games to be played. In a profile of former ACC Commissioner John Swafford, SBJ's Michael Smith notes that while the length of the conference's media rights deal has come under recent scrutiny, There wouldn't be an ACC network without such a lengthy media rights agreement. It was the cost of doing business at the time. In fact, ESPN originally fought for the deal to extend out to 2039, but Swafford talked them down three years. DAZN executive chairman and former ESPN president John Skipper, quote, people are always going to second-guess decisions and ask why they did such a long-term deal. It was an exchange of value. John was anxious to have a network, and I was anxious for him to have one. The distributors did not want any more regional networks, but we knew the ACC was strong enough in its footprint that we knew we could get it distributed over time. And we did. More on Swafford from SBJ's Michael Smith who points out Swafford from the beginning of his tenure prioritized putting women's basketball on equal footing with men's basketball, Atlantic 10 Commissioner Bernadette McGlade, who left Georgia Tech to oversee women's basketball for the ACC at the time, noting John was way ahead of his commissioner colleagues on the whole gender equity front. He wanted the women's tournament to grow and develop and establish a profile like the men's basketball championship. Not a lot of commissioners were putting that kind of a priority on women's basketball, John hasn't really gotten the credit he deserves for that. On 3's Jeremy Crabtree reports more details will soon be released soon about Boulevard Collective, which is being led by Hunt Realty Investment CEO Chris Kleinert and Silver Hill Energy Partners President and CEO Kyle Miller. On 3's Billy Embody reports the collective likely will cover every SMU basketball and football player. The collective is set to pay players on both the football and hoops teams $36,000 a year, A total payout of $3.5 million annually for NIL activity, per ON3's Pete Nakos. The COSIDA Executive Board of Directors, in consultation with the Strategic Branding Working Group and Divisional Membership Leadership, has recommended that the College Sports Information Directors of America be renamed College Sports Communicators. A membership-wide vote will be held via Zoom on August 31st. Chicago State Interim AD and COSIDA President Jessica Poole stating, during this pivotal period in our organization, it's time for us to take the next step in our strategic branding initiative, which is a membership vote. It's critically important that each member has the opportunity to have their voice heard as we vote on our recommended new name. D1 Ticker and Connect's Brian Fisher sits down with Louisiana Tech AD Eric Wood, who talks about what he's learned from the Bulldogs' recent stretch of bowl appearances, Hosting the school's first baseball regional in 2021, efforts to elevate the fan experience, providing each program with the resources it needs, conference realignment, adding guardrails to the transfer portal process and more. On NIL, we've got great fan support. Our fans and our local businesses just needed to be educated on it. What they hear out there about getting a car or millions of dollars, we don't see it as much at our level at that amount. So, what we're educating them on is here's what you can do for meals, for transportation, just some of the other things that will help us retain our current student-athletes and then as the recruits see the deals our current team has, then that is helpful as well. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T in 5 from Monday August 8th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.